Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. This podcast is coming to you live from New York City, so you may hear some sirens and the sounds of the city behind me, but I'm here for Cretec, New York. Now, on the last podcast, I promised to bring you some letters from America and I never failed to deliver on a promise. So recordings from today were clearly not done in a podcast studio. I am flying solo with just my voice and a phone, but this is all about tech and it's amazing what you can do with a phone these days. But do bear with us on the quality of the audio. Listen in as I bring you insights from Cretech, from Heinz's co-chief executive, Laura Heinz-Pierce, and Bentor Greenoats co-CEO, Sunny Kelsey, on the state of the market and key drivers for their firms. But first, let's hear just a little bit from Cretech CEO Michael Beckerman on why, even in a downturn, tech is the hottest sector to play in. This, this event is just astounding to me for so many reasons about this community. It's resilience. We got through COVID. We're probably entering, we definitely are, some choppy waters in the economy. Um, and in the tech sector, but my faith, my hope, my optimism, my excitement about this industry never wavers. And I tell people that we're just in the second inning of this revolution, uh, how we are all impacting the commercial real estate industry for the better. Um, You know, I, I, I draw so much inspiration from the startups that are here. You all are the dreamers. Man, you, you're the ones that are coming up with all these ideas before they exist. And you're marketing this, your product, your solution into a really tough industry. And so where I draw my inspiration, a lot of it comes from the dreamers, the, the visionaries, the people with these big ideas that it's, it's tough, man. man, I don't have to tell you. So I wanna just really congratulate and honor all the tech companies that are here today for all the hard work that they're doing. Faith, hope, optimism. That's what we need to hear, but also some realism for the audience that times are gonna be tough, and more on that later in the podcast. But first, I wanted to share a few insights from a couple of day one's keynote speakers, both of whom used the opportunity to talk about diversity and the importance of it in real estate businesses today, especially if they want to survive and thrive the transformation the sector is undergoing. His co-chief executive of Heinz, Laura Heinz-Pierce, talking about the benefit of sharing the big seat with her dad, Jeff. Sitting as uh, co-CEO together with my dad, um, you know, obviously we're, we're from the same family, so we're not uh, massively different, but what are, you know, we have different perspectives. We're different genders, but probably more importantly, different generations, and, you know, I think we're really seeing the benefit of pushing each other to get to better outcomes, better decisions, and that's something that I think really applies across the whole industry and um, and we need to be doing more of. About 40% of our company, of our employees, are under the age of 35. And, you know, I think that is true really across the industry. And, you know, we're in a moment, I think, and I can certainly tell you we feel it at Heinz, of generational turnover. Um, You know, I think that for us, what's been really great is bringing those two perspectives together because, look, our industry,
lot of experience in the industry that could be brought to bear about what works, what our clients want, what our tenants want, um, and you know how our physical assets come together. But I think the breath of fresh air, if you will, of you know a new generational perspective is critical because our industry is changing, and you know. I can tell you, when I've sat in a meeting with my dad and the metaverse comes up, he, he kind of, his eyes get big and he's, uh, you know, he sort of says, you've got this, right? <laughs> so, you know, I think that um, it's really important um, for firms to be thinking about that and elevating people within, you know, within companies that can bring a fresh perspective, can push us to think differently and outside the box and make sure we're not missing something coming over the horizon that, you know, that wouldn't have made sense in the last hundred years of real estate. It's clear there seems to be a new understanding among real estate leaders that change is needed and that perhaps business leaders can do that better than politicians. Here's Bentwell Green Oaks, Sonny Kelsey on what matters most to him. Our industry, broadly speaking, financial services overall is not nearly diverse enough. Um, you know, when I came out of college in 1990, I was the only person of color in my analyst training class. Um, maybe 20% of the class were women. Um, and so, to me, I just felt like, um, and then I, like a lot of you, I remember exactly how I felt when I watched George Floyd get murdered on live TV. My wife's from Minnesota, kind of hit home a little bit more. And so to me, it was just like, Okay, let's stop incrementalizing. Let's start like taking bold action. And we've done a lot of bold stuff, which we people told us they thought were radical. And I was like, it's just math. We said we're going to hire at least two thirds of people. Hire going to be women and, and minorities. That's the population of the U.S. So, and we're doing seventy-four percent is where we are right now. Four hundred, the last four hundred people we've hired. So I just think, Mark, to me, it is. I'm much more passionate about this than I am about where cap rates are going for industrial and the inland empire. Uh, because I think it's so important, and I think that, and I think that just doing a few things really feeds upon itself. This need for diversity in gender, ethnicity, generation, and thought was highlighted as necessary to successfully navigate the storms ahead. A much discussed topic on day one was the current economic environment. Here's Laura and Sunny again on that. Realistically, we're in for um, a bumpy ride here in the, in the real estate industry, and that's you know there. Are rising interest rates, energy crisis, uh, geopolitical instability, uh, all of that I think is, you know, is, is going to feed into a pretty bumpy ride. And so, you know, I think we're, um, we feel, you know, really good about where we sit relative to that. You know, we're all capitalized as a, again, a generational firm, we're, we're invested for the long term. We also have you know, a fair amount of dry powder that I think there will be quite a bit of opportunity created as as we go through this. Um, you know, relative to the prop tech industry, I think um, you know I think that there will be a probably an important uh, moment to really you know to really um, solidify the strong players. Um, and you know, for, for those of us who are who are trying to evaluate the uh, the industry and, and the landscape, I think it's going to become clear sort of where, 
into, you know, um, another part of the cycle that we need to be wearing. And so I think what's going to be really important is how we evaluate investment around technology and investing in the future. I think it's it's going to be critical that we continue to invest there, but it's going to feel hard. And that's where I think having that 30-year forward view is going to be really important, that we can push ourselves to invest in innovation, technology, ESG, um, because we're taking the long-term view. And I think that's where, you know, getting out ahead um, in this, as you say, no, let no good crisis go to waste, we're, you know, we're going to be really looking to take advantage of that as an opportunity. Cycles are cycles. I think the hardest thing about this cycle is, I think we're at the end of two big super cycles right now. One has been for 40 years since the early 80s, when even you and I weren't working. Um, I know we seem like we probably were, we, we were in high school then, or junior high. Um, we've, had a 20, we've had a 40 year boom of a relatively low inflation environment and therefore low interest rates. And that's over. That's number one. Number two, we've benefited from a world that is global, has been driven by globalization. The two biggest winners in globalization, without, there's not even a close second, third place, has been China and the US, have been the two biggest winners. Um, and I don't know, globalization's not done, but it's not gonna be what it's been. So you've got those two factors that are going on, layer on a pandemic, all the money that got printed, um, and now you've got you know, this, you've got divergence around the world a little bit. You've got the U.S., you know, the Fed operating from a position of strength in their view. They're going to keep raising interest rates. If, if they are going to stay committed to inflation targeting, rates are going to continue to go up and then stay up for a while because core inflation is strong, right? And then, you know, OPEC Plus cuts 2 million barrels a day. It's not coming down anytime soon. So you got that going on. Um, we've had free money. We've had free money since, however far you want to go back, certainly since the financial crisis, for sure since COVID kicked in, and that's pulling back. And that's going to have all kinds of implications. But it doesn't mean that we should all quit and go home. Like, I mean, that, I mean it's not like it's not like the sun's not going to come up or else. But those, but I think one thing we have to realize is a lot of times you hear people say this is different this time. And they say that to rationalize how it may not be as bad. I'm actually saying it's different this time. And I'm saying it's actually going to be part of the reason I think this is going to be painful and last a while. I think the next 12 to 24 months are going to be tough for everyone to raise money. But I think it's going to be especially tough for stuff that is going to be viewed as more speculative. Right? Again, whether that's a propco or opco, anything that's viewed as more speculative, I got to fund a bunch of burn. I got to hope, build it, hope they come, and all that. I think that's where investors are going to pull back the most. I know I'm, most of what I'm saying here is actually probably doesn't sound good. I'm very excited right now. Right? You know, I, I actually think that uh, the best investments you make are the ones where you can make 80% of your money on the buy. And I think we're going into this environment right now where you're going to be able to do that. Now, you know, you have to ignore the pain in your portfolio that you own and do your best at optimize what you can do to be efficient with it and whatever else and not be afraid to walk away from things that are losers or are not going to get better. But there will be a big opportunity to make money, I think, in this next five years, but we're all going to have to earn it. 
there you have it, a few big insights from day one at Cretech New York City. Times will be tough for those seeking capital, but hard work pays off. There will be opportunities, and if you have the right diverse team around you, this could be your time to thrive. Thanks for listening and bearing with us with the audio. Thanks to Cretech for supplying the insight, and we'll see you again soon.